Hi everyone and welcome to Ask the Coach Show episode 33. I'm Jeff Plum from Ping Skills and with me as always is super coach Alois Rosario. Hi Alois, have you had a good weekend? Yeah, it's been uh, been a good weekend Jeff. Not too much table tennis but uh, yeah, um, beautiful weekend here in Melbourne. So looking forward to another good week ahead. Excellent, good to hear. Well, let's get straight into the Ping Skillers question of the day. And last Friday, we asked our uh, Ping Skillers whether they thought the ITTF should bring in a time limit between points. Well, uh, what are your thoughts, Alois? Yeah, I, I, I think they need something a little bit more definite, a little bit more concrete um, with the rule. Um, there's a lot of times where you know there's there's a lot of time wasting between points. You know, people um, going up and rubbing their hand on the on the table near the net, um, taking extra time, you know, uh, between points. So I think I think if they just had a, a nice simple time limit, um, you know, and I, and I think for table tennis it doesn't need to be 25 seconds like in tennis. I think you know it should be 10 seconds or something like that. Um, I think that would be uh, would be a good positive move and just start to cut out a lot of the you know the ball bouncing and the and the walking around and time wasting type of uh, activities that ha that happens. Okay, interesting thoughts there, Alois. I've I've never really thought of it as a problem as it is. So you know, I would kind of say that rule doesn't need to be um, to be changed. So interesting to hear our different thoughts on that. Um, so let's get on to the ping skillers question for today, and it's an interesting one that you've come up with, Alois. Jun Mazatani heads the standings for the World Tour and he won the grand final in 2010. Can he win the title this year? That's our question. So put your comments in. Let us know. Is Jun Musatani going to win the ITTF Tour grand finals? All right, so let's get on to the first question of the day. And it's from Kustav. And he says, I can't return hook and fade sidespin topspins effectively. Please tell me an effective way to return them. Yeah, so um, they can they can be tricky to uh, to return. So if the other player is playing with some side spin and the ball's coming into you this way, so firstly it's curving, but also it's got side spin on the ball. So if I just put my back to it, it's going to go out that way. So I need to start to alter the angle of my racket to counteract that spin. So if it's going to fly out that way, I need to cover the uh, the angle that way. So you can block it like that to start off with, um, but you could also topspin it. So if you topspin it back, then you also need to um, allow for that angle a little bit. When you're blocking it, if you're blocking it softly especially, the spin is really going to uh, take off an effect or, or take effect on the rubber. So um, you need to cover the angle well. If you're top spinning it back though, the contact time of the bat on the ball is a little bit less and also you're generating your own spin on the ball when you're top spinning it and giving it its own direction and spin. So you don't need to um, use the angle as much but you still need to be aware of it because if you just play softly with a top spin, the ball will go a little bit off to the side. So, so there are a couple of things to consider when you're um, trying to return the the um, the curve balls. So, yep. 
Yeah, indeed. No, good point, Alice. One thing I find also is that when someone does a hook side spin top spin, that often I can sort of gauge the side spin that's on it, but my mind is sort of expecting a heavy top spin as well, but often they have less top spin when they do that side spin, so I've got to open up the angle of my bat and curve it to get it back. That, that's what I find. Do you find that sometimes? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's really true, yeah, because um, even though they've made that top spin action, they're not getting as much pure top spin on the ball. So, uh, yeah, so you do have to have to come open your bat up a little bit as well to what you normally would with your um, when you're blocking against top spin. So, yeah. All right, Gustav, hopefully those uh, tips help you out. Have some um, practice time and let us know if your blocking against those side spin top spins improves. Yeah, and I think I think just having a good basic block as well, Jeff, is is really important. Um, and we've got videos on on the block that you can take a look at as well. So, yes, Alois, and we have actually just refilmed a new backhand block lesson in HD. Take a look at it. We'll put a link here for you, um, and you probably get an email from us if you're on our newsletter. And if you're not, go to pingskills.com and sign up for our free newsletter. Um, hopefully you'll all enjoy that new video. We're pretty excited about it, aren't we, Alice? It's got a new camera and we've got some good uh, slow motion footage. It's really clear. And we've got some new wireless audio, so the audio should be good and we won't have any wires in the picture. So looking forward to that. Okay, the next one is from Karen. And Karen says, hello. What is the difference between a forehand loop and the forehand drive? And when is the appropriate time to use each one? And what is the hand movement like? Yeah. So, current um, the, I mean, when when we start to talk about the forehand stroke, they they all start to become merged into one. So, our forehand counter hit is just from here and finishing up towards there. So that's the basic forehand counter hit that we that we talk about. When we when we start to talk about the top spins and the loops and all that sort of stuff. So they're just extensions of that. So the, the drive is just another name for the counter hit, so from here to here. The top spin, you're going to extend the stroke a little bit lower, finish a little bit higher and get a more brushing contact on the ball. And then the loop, as they call it, is often referred to as the top spin that you're playing against a backspin ball. So then you need to become a little bit more vertical with your stroke, so starting lower finishing higher and even thinner contact on the ball to get um, a higher trajectory and a, and a little bit slower trajectory of the ball as well. So um, the, the drive is this, the loop is much more vertical with a thinner contact. So um, when do you use them? Usually the drive you'd use um, just off, uh, even if they're playing um, a block ball or a counter hit ball to you, you can counter hit the ball back. Um, whereas if they play a backspin ball, is that's when that's the time that you're going to start to um, engage the the loopy type of stroke. Yeah, interesting one, Alice. We actually have a video on a similar question, a video response on uh, terminology between you know what's the difference between a top spin and a loop. So I'll put the link in here. When I'm playing, Alice. I don't tend to play the counter hit, really, I don't feel anyway. 
I guess when someone blocks at or someone loops at me, I might play a block or I might try and counter top spin. But even if they're just blocking, I wouldn't really play what we call a counter here or a drive. I'd still go for the top spin because I feel like I get uh, a higher angle and more dip, and that's a safer shot for me. So do you find that the the counter hit isn't used that much in games, or yeah, the counter hit player. Yeah, the, the counter hit's really just a, a, it's a really basic stroke. It's more for learning that um, that action and getting that basic movement right. And then as a, and we talked about, then it's just um, you know extending that a fraction to make your top spin. If you start by trying to learn the top spin, um, you're going to make errors and and miss contacts and things. So the counter hit's a good way of just just getting that basic movement right and then you can extend from there. But yeah, you're right. You don't really use a counter hit as such in a game situation. It's more either blocking it, which is a smaller counter hit, or a top spin, which is a bigger bigger forehand counter hit type of stroke. Okay, but it's okay when you're learning to start off with, if you feel more comfortable with that counter hit or drive, and then gradually as you get better, try and extend that into the top spin? Yes. Yeah, That, that that's, that's the basic uh, way that we like to teach players. Excellent. All right. Well, great uh, great question, Karen. Um, hopefully that answers the question for you and clears things up. All right. Next up, we have a question from Stanley. And Stanley asks, I am wondering what the main differences are with the backspin reverse pendulum serve and a standard pendulum serve. Which is easier? Oh, he's saying the standard pendulum serve is easier for almost everyone? No, he's actually asking which is easier for everyone. Yeah. So I, th I think the, the standard pendulum serve is easier, but that's just me. I mean, some players will find the reverse serve easier to do. I don't think so because it's quite an awkward movement. But for me, definitely the standard pendulum serve is easier to do, um, especially with the backspin. Um, the reverse pendulum serve, you really need to lift your elbow up and get your bat at, up at this angle here so that you can brush underneath the ball. It's quite a difficult, awkward um, position to be in to make the stroke, but it is possible to do. But definitely, I think the pendulum serve is the serve that's easiest, um, easiest to do. And so the differences, so the pendulum serve, you're coming um, across the ball that way, the reverse, you're coming across the ball the other way. So this way or that way. Yep. Okay, so yeah, so you get a slightly different side spin effect on the ball. But then a follow-up question is, Alois, if the um, normal pendulum backspin is easier for everyone to learn, why not just learn that one and ditch the uh, reverse pendulum serve? Yeah, so um, it's important to have variation. So if I always do that serve, I mean, it, it can be it can be effective, but if you do have another serve and a different variation of, of a similar type of serve, then it just adds a little bit more doubt um, into your opponent's mind as to what serve's coming, and then also um, you've got a bigger arsenal. So if they are good at returning this serve, you can switch it up and try to uh, try to serve a few reverse serves, and that then gives you a different um, weapon that you can use against a, a, your, your opponents. Okay, excellent, excellent tips there, Alois, and thanks for the question, Stanley. Okay, 
Next up, Emist has asked us a question. And Emist asked, is it right that different types of top sheets, so tacky and non-tacky, have a different type of protection sheet? Um, can you give some explanation? Yeah, so, well, yeah, so top sheets or protection sheets are just plastic, basically, that you put over your rubber after you finish playing when you put it away. So some do have a tacky surface on them, so they almost stick to your bat, and some are just plastic that, that sit on top of your bat, basically. Um, th th I mean, it, for me, they don't really make that much difference anyway. Uh, they do add a slight level of protection for the dust, um, but if you're putting your bat away in a bat case, then I think there's really not a lot of need for it, and it and it doesn't really do much to help your rubber. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'd say it, the, the tacky and the non-tacky don't really matter so much. You know, so. Okay, excellent. All right, well, thanks for the question, Ernest. Um, that wraps up episode 33. Thanks very much for watching. Don't forget, we actually have an RSS feed, for those of you who know what that is, for the audio podcast now. And we've submitted the show to iTunes, so hopefully soon we'll have an iTunes link for everybody so you can listen to it um, using your favourite podcasting app. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for watching. Check out our website at pingskills.com. Make sure you sign up for our free newsletter, and we will see you again tomorrow. Thanks, Alois. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great day.